Hey team, Boomer Sooner. Go Cats. I'm Dylan. And I'm Kylie. And this is the Good Idea at the Time podcast. Battle of the Blue Blood Spouses. and girls, men and women, LOLs, our loyal listeners, loyal listeners, uh, welcome to a uh, Friday afternoon edition, the eighth episode, eighth episode, wow, good idea at the time podcast, eight weeks, that's uh, a long time, it is, we've almost had a full like nine week chunk of school, yeah, but it's eight weeks, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to, to be here talking, uh, feels like college football is actually settling in. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start today with some breaking news. <gasps> breaking news. That's our breaking news jingle. <laughs> breaking news. Uh, as reported on the Twittersphere, <gasps> Jaden Milrow at Alabama has been benched and Kyle McCord. What? No. no. Tyler, Tyler Buckner. Buckner. <laughs> Uh, it's Ohio State's name? quarterback. Uh, he also needs to be benched. But uh, Tyler Buckner from uh, it will be starting That's game. That's the, the word on the street. The no, it is. It is officially it is? out there. This is why I'm breaking the news right mm. now on Good Idea at the Time podcast. Yeah, when we read this on Twitter, I was like, you know, Nick Saban has proven over and over again that he is not loyal to anybody but himself. Well, I mean, you took a bad loss to to, to Texas. Texas in Alabama. So he's got to make a change. So breaking news, uh, they play a really, really tough opponent this Saturday. Of who? I don't remember, but it's not uh, not a good team. Uh, Texas plays Wyoming, I know that, and then Alabama plays, I want to say like some school in Alabama. I can't remember. Okay. In Houston or... Like a cupcake? It's a, it's, it's, it is a, it is a warm-up game, yes. Okay. Hmm. But... Uh, Tyler Buckner was a transfer from Notre Dame. Interesting. Yes. And then he's Tommy Reese and him played together as OC QB. So there's some already some dynamics there. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Alabama's got to find some some production from the the quarterback position. The the reality is, though, he is not the savior of this team. Um, I think just Alabama's South Florida. South Florida. South Florida is who they're playing. Uh, fun fact: South Florida is not in Alabama. And Alabama is favored by thirty-three points. Thirty-three, uh, thirty-three points. I don't know. So tell us how how that makes you feel. Did were you kind of thinking they're gonna change things up? Because I feel like that's a saving way. Or were you wanting to see Milrow? I don't think they have a good option. Yeah. I. I I, I, like you're was, starting to think that the preseason, all the chatter about like who's going to be their quarterback, like we're still in that. Who's going to be their quarterback? Can I make a very weird comparison? Mm-hmm. But I think it's actually right. Okay. Much like Oklahoma State's three quarterback battle, and okay. all of them are fine. None of them are great. Yeah, we can all agree on that. Even Oklahoma Western State's fans. O- Oklahoma State's three. <laughs> Are all about the same quarterback, right? And if you mash them into one quarterback, they'd be awesome. Yeah. But the problem is they're three separate men trying to play. Right. I think Alabama's in the same boat. Mm. I just think Alabama's in the same boat. Okay. Saban's handled it one way. Gunny's handled it a different way. I think. I think Milrow, Tyler Buckner, and then they have another another kid who, maybe a redshirt freshman. Right. Um, 
they're just about the same. So yeah. I, I we'll see what Alabama is going to do this year. But that is beside the point because they're out of my mind and my heart because they will not make the college football playoff. You heard it here first. And uh, that's not that like crazy though. I mean, it is crazy just because they are Alabama. But the last couple years, it's like they're trending out. The domination and dynasty of Alabama and Clemson, they're, they're top of the pedigree. It was just a season. Or like a, a moment of time. Not it's a, over. Not a season. No, I'm like saying a football it's, season, but it's over. Yeah. It is done. It is done. Well, Dabo's in a totally different position by, like I saw it, which I love him. I love the man he is, that he stands on his faith. But somebody said that when he said, we're going to, you know, we form Clemson's team under the name, image, and likeness of the Lord, our God and Savior or something. They were like, he has taken more L's after that quote has been yeah, put out than anything. Because yeah, he's very ago. against NIL and transfer portal and anything like he that. Wants, so he's very um, traditional. Dabo once said that, not in, playing that the, paying players would ruin college football. Yeah. And hmm. it would cease to exist. Yeah. Well, here we are. Here Dabo. we are. And you your gotta, team's not winning. It's a delicate balance. you got to keep up. You still want to hold true to yourself and your standards and the team standards, but you got to somehow keep up with all the with the Joneses. So big, big stories coming out of college football right now. Colorado, 2-0. Yeah. Uh, hosting game day. You have Texas annihilating Alabama. And, like, there's another dig at Dion by Norvell. Yeah, we'll like, we'll get I... into all that in our games of the week. I want to talk about that later. Okay, okay. Uh, but I'm just kind of doing some, some flyover here. So Colorado on top, Texas on top. You have uh, you have a bunch of Pac-12 teams in the top 25. So is the Pac-12 in their last season dominant? It's a good Looks question. Like I it. think there's a lot of, lot of good teams. We kind of talked about that in our preview. Uh, and, then, and then lastly, you have a lot of coaches in the hot seat. A lot of coaches in the hot seat mm-hmm. needing to win uh, this weekend. We're going to get into all that. Um, it feels like we are finally settling in to the college football. I know what I'm doing with my Saturdays. I know how to play on my weekends. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're going to uh, spend some time breaking down uh, two pretty lackluster games for our well, teams. recapping, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm sorry. Uh, I said preview and breaking down. Uh, yeah, re- reviewing. Um, two lackluster games for our teams. Mm-hmm. It was not a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good weekend in the sense we both got the wins, but definitely it, was took not, it was lackluster. You're right. So we're going to spend some time doing that. And then we're going to preview uh, our matchups tomorrow uh, with Akron, uh, Kentucky playing Akron and, uh, mm-hmm. and oh, you playing Tulsa? at Tulsa. So we're going to preview those games and then we're going to look at our games of the week. All coming up on the Good Idea at the Time podcast, coming to you live from the Watts House. Stay, Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, so let's uh, let's Kylie, let's start with uh, let's start with the Kentucky Wildcats. the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, I said a week ago that if we did not score thirty five on EKU, fire everybody. We know you said if we if we didn't win by more than twenty points, because my score prediction was thirty four to ten, I think, and. Yes, I said 34 to 10, and you said, if we're only winning by 24 points, fire everybody. Well, so. <laughs> I'm here to say, fire everybody. They only won by 11 points. Here, here's here's my quick So thoughts. the final score was 28-17. 28-17. It was a game going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Now, it was one of those things where it was never a question of, will Kentucky win this game? 
But it was very frustrating to watch. Um, you had the first half, Devin Leary showed up again, couldn't find receiver, overthrown right. everybody, right. couldn't stay on the field. Um, yeah. And you had defense just giving up drives, soft pockets in the zone in the secondary. Uh, we were getting ran on. And so we give EKU a lot of hope, and we let them stick around too long. I think that EKU team is a good football team for F- FCS. Right. Uh, they were right. actually picked to win um, – their conference over actually the Central Arkansas team that beat or that that played tough with Oklahoma State. I officially owe all of my Oklahoma State fans an apology. I know. I was like, I feel like you're just trying to make yourself feel better. Like, oh, the FCS team they were no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's not a bad team. No. Yeah. But yeah. But I gave <laughs> Oklahoma State fans a really really hard gave time. Some hell. So yep. uh, I apologize because my team also. Struggled with an FCS team. Got whipped around um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Couple, couple notes on defense. I mean, I, I think in the second half you started to see some stuff. You didn't get a takeaway. You didn't get like, um, you didn't get some a good push on the line of scrimmage. Um, we're still struggling. We'll get penetration in the backfield, but it's we're not tackling whether it's a running back or or a sack. And so I think like until we can get there you're going to see the similar issues. You have one guy, yeah. uh, Trevin Wallace. He's the only guy that can actually play defense right yep. now. Trevin um, Wallace. He coverage. He's in the backfield. He's sacked. And when you have your – Six first-half tackles, which is really – He's the only guy tackling. I mean, that's right. the thing. Like, he's the only guy tackling. Uh, so, yeah. so the first half was frustrating. I am going to chalk this game up. I'm just going to throw it out of my memory. Chalk it up to what? Chalk it up. I'm going to chalk it up to we looked over that opponent. Mm-hmm. It was got bigger, bigger, better dreams. We'll play better moving forward. That it was just kind of a fluky game that didn't really spark their interest. Yeah. And they didn't play well. And yeah, they didn't definitely didn't show up to play well. Um, I have that same thing. I have. I mean, it was seven seven going into halftime. We were lucky to be. We were lucky and to be uh, tied at seven. They I mean, missed a field goal. They were gonna be up to extend that lead ten to seven at halftime. And it, yeah, and that was lucky. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm ready for the defense to wake up and be dominant early. And it sounds like there were key, there were individual players who were doing their part. Like, is it Trevin? Yeah, Trevin Wallace. Um, and then Maxwell Hairston had the interception. So there is like good moments, but it's like piecing it all together and then getting the offense on that same page. It's like if one side of the ball is good, the other side is lagging. Like we need it to be complimentary through both. Still yeah. waiting for Devin Leary to like. He had a good second half be again. Consistent. Uh, I mean, and the throw he made, the throw he made right there at the end of the half. So we get the ball back on the interception. Uh, they give us they give us a gift. We're in scoring range. One play, touchdown. Um, to and it's, this was really uh, Tavion Robinson's game. Probably yeah. the best game he's had in a Wildcat uniform. Yeah. Um, he was the only guy that could catch. I mean, Dane Key dropped balls. Uh, well, Barian did okay. Bar- Barian did fine. Barian's Barian issue is he is fast. He is fast, and he can he can't catch. <laughs> like he's got he's got to develop his soft hands and catching. Um, but Devin, I think. Devin figured it out. I think we may look back on that throw to Tavion Robinson at the end of the first half to tie us up as the turning point of his season because I think he it started to click. I have to give this guy a ton of grace, though. Devin's coming off a year and a half of, of, injury. of injury. He He's playing live snaps for the first time in a new offense, in a new scheme, with a bunch of receivers that, you know, 
like I think are NFL talents eventually, but they're not ready to go to NFL right now. Um, you, you have an offensive line that's been re-put yeah. together. It's learning to play together. So there is, I mean, a new running back that's not as dominant. I mean, Ray Davis is awesome, but he's not a bruiser guarantee going to get two yard guy that we needed right that we've right. had in the he's past patient and he'll he will burst but he's yeah he's not going to just take people with him so we're figuring it out you know what about speak to just before we jump to ou versus smu um offensive coordinator liam yeah, cohen some yeah. things that happened so uh, on sunday words. liam cohen was hospitalized for uh, a medical incident Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't want. I'm his. I don't know anything. We don't want to assume. I can. I can know. speculate what it is. Um, but he got out of the hospital on Tuesday. He's planning to coach this weekend. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. I, I think coaching is a stressful job. Oh yeah. I mean, I would think and, insanely stressful. And I and then Liam Cohen, I have a ton of respect for. He's got a. He's got a son the same, same age as our son. He's not too much older than us. He's thirty-seven. He's like, yeah. yeah. 37. Um, and I think. There's some pressure that, that he probably feels. Yeah, um, and who knows how much after he's putting two, on himself. Yeah, and after two pretty lackluster starts. I mean, say what you want. His 2021 run here, his one season with us before he left to the Rams and now he's back, mm-hmm. was, I mean, everything came pretty pretty easy, you know? Oh, so, okay. Um, I hope yeah. he, I hope, you know, our prayers and our, our thoughts are yes, with, with wish, him as he recovers. And, and just, you know. Mark Stoops was very visibly upset about it on Monday mm-hmm. when he was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is some cohesion, but but Liam Cohen expressed a ton of gratitude for the fan base and a, and a ton of gratitude for people checking on him and caring for him and That's his wife uh, and his son. And so I'm I'm I I think against Akron this weekend, you can take the take the Saturday off, uh, maybe have a good wave to the crowd but you don't need a coach and kind of get ready for vandy and sec slate um but i want him to be okay so that's but but but, you know something like that can rally a team you know maybe and maybe they they can continue to get knitted together that can be used in a positive sense even though whatever he went through was probably really hard and scary at the time yep so okay well moving on we got to talk about ou smu yep so what do you what do you have any thoughts yeah, on that? Couple, couple just thoughts. As a whole and I was actually more impressed with our team this game than I was last game. Okay. And I don't know that's a hot take. That, yeah, um, that's a little hot. You had you had a bunch of OU fans out here uh out here after the seventy three nothing beat down of Arkansas State saying, Oh, we're fully back. We are God's we, gift to we, we are we are a playoff team. <laughs> Man, I knew I knew that's the case. That that we SMU's a good football team. SMU um, their yeah, their offense especially like SMU could be a top twenty five team at the end at the end of the year. Don't be surprised. I mean, they move the ball fast. They have a good quarterback. They, uh, I thought the defense played awesome. Yeah, I mean, we held them to eleven points, and I I'm pretty sure you guys can check me on this, but SMU hasn't been, um, hasn't scored that low amount of points or however I need to say that since like 2016. Yeah. So I they mean, haven't been held to 11 or less since. It, the defense played awesome. The only time you gave up a score was on a two pass interference uh, drive. I mean, a lot of penalties um, on our part and, and so, a penalty on coach V himself. He got a, yeah, he, he got, got a it. sideline interference. A ref Which, just like, he tripped I mean, him. ran I mean, he did. right, he was right, he was right call. him. <laughs> It was the right call. Did you hear that he get, he did 100 up-downs to like, ask for forgiveness to the team? Don't hurt the team. Don't yeah. hurt the team. <laughs> I, just, I mean, he should have gotten a warning. But 
you know, maybe maybe they've been telling him. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I thought the defense played awesome. Yeah. He, Definitely he, getting into their own. Offense is still figuring it out. The word you used before, lackluster for OU and Kentucky games, that's the word that comes to mind for OU's offense yeah. this last. Let me go on a little rant. Okay. Are you ready for me to rant? I'm ready. We have zero stars on that team. Like playmakers. Playmakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, we have a lot of guys that can play good college football. We're like just people that haven't emerged. You got to have some some guys emerge. But here's my rant. Are you ready for my rant? I, I thoroughly, thoroughly believe, I thoroughly believe that OU needs to move on from Jeff Levy. Mm. I I am so, you know, last year when, when we were losing games at 6-7, and seven, they were like, oh, it's Levy's fault, it's Levy's fault. I genuinely believe that it was hard for for the guys to emerge uh, on the offensive side of the ball because we were moving too quick. But the, the defense, there was no hope and cohesion to stop anybody on defense, particularly in the last half of the year. And they were getting better. But I think I, I think OU um, stopped believing in each other on both sides. And so that's not a Levy fault. Yeah. I think what you saw Saturday, Levy called the most vanilla game ever. Yeah. And I don't understand that. I don't either. I also don't understand Levy's insistence upon – all these weird blocking schemes and moving guys across and getting guys out of position, it's smoke and mirrors, and it makes me wonder, what are we trying to hide? Yeah. And not hide in a good way, like we're holding play calls back, though I think we are. I don't think we've shown the full slate of, I wonder if we're trying to hide a major deficiency and weakness, and, right. I, I, and I'm not schooled enough to know what that is, but there is just, it was check down city for Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. Check I mean, down city. And I, and I wonder, I, I don't think, I mean, you have play calls. We were talking about this earlier in the week. You have play mm-hmm. calls that are decoys where Andrew Anthony runs a burner route. Farouk runs a burner route up the middle of the field just to make the defense respect it. But the ball's never going to him, even if he's open. Um, right. it, it is just to make a defense respect that that could be open eventually. Right, right. And it's to, to open up the underneath game. Yeah. The lack of tight end presence is pretty glaring. Yeah. I mean, Stogner and Blake Smith are are good players, but they're not great. But they've been used mm-hmm. more in Levy's schemes than even wide receivers. Like barely got any time last game. Like M- more more receivers. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of packages where Stogner and Blake Smith are on the field together. When when you have Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson, and, and Petaway standing even, over there. Yeah, uh, and Bunkley Shelton and like a bunch of guys standing over mm-hmm. there, not getting any any reps. Uh, I'm not a practice. I don't know. I can assume that if I was coaching the offense, uh, I would be trying to figure out ways to develop Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson. I just would because in a transfer portal era, I'm worried about them bouncing yeah. if they're not getting reps. Yeah. Because they'll they they some school and some power five school will figure out how to make those guys work. Yeah. I promise you that. Yeah. And then you know, and then Levy just I, I want to assume the best, but. The, for him to have have cultivated such an offensive mastermind rep, reputation, he's really bad at getting our best playmakers the ball. Why does, yeah. why does Farouk not touch the ball hundred times a game? You know, I know. that's I know. hyperbole. But like, and, and why I does think, he not get twenty targets a game? Yeah, and that's what 
Um, I was reading something that said that, you know, the, the very first game for OU was a well-oiled machine, and then this game we needed WD-40. Like, it was totally whiplash and difference. And it is like, are we just, as OU fans, really accustomed to having phenomenal um, quarterbacks, which, yes, I'll answer that, we are. But then how much else of it is Levy in the – shortcomings with play calling or clock management or schemes to where we can actually like sit in that system and start to you know succeed and find bursts of plays like we're missing those sparks it's like we get consistency but we don't have the sparks and it could just be back to we really don't have a playmaker like we really don't have those guys and maybe in we have have, like yeah talented individuals yes and you know I just, I just can't put my finger on it, on yep. what the hole is that's leaking the water out of the bucket. Yep. It's like, what exactly are we working yep. with? And why wouldn't we, you know, we're kind of, it's like we're towing the line of we don't want to show everything to the teams that we're going to play because Particularly before the Texas we want to hold our cards close to our chest. But at the same time, it's like, do we even have things back there to show or I think why so. do we still I, I think have so. such a meh offense and like what what about Jackson Arnold like why is he just used that whole last game as like a QB power like we kind of just downgraded him and his ability it just was interesting to me yeah that, and they threw him out there on a random drive like it was like second play of really a, yeah weird and he just, just ran like, and came right back off the field yeah I mean I just I don't know I'm fine there. I'm fine with them developing Jackson in a sense of hey take real game snaps that mean something the problem is is that if he knows it's just quarterback power and he's not getting to scan the field he just inherently as an 18 year old kid is going to look at the defense different because he doesn't care where the safeties are lined up and he doesn't care how the linebacker shifting over and yeah. what the coverage is because he knows it's just block scheme running my gap That's and, true. and so it's like you're in gosh two games in who knows I just I'm out on Jeff Levy. Hmm. I'm I mean let me walk back. We're I'm like not all the way out on Jeff Levy. Hesitant. But I am cautious. I think OU if OU finishes the season with the same general struggles of like we're fine offensively. Right. And we had third down issues again. Which I mean, which some of that uh, again people want to blame O-line too, people want to the O line played they did bad. Not play I mean, well. I mean, you saw Venable say in his Monday show that the the O line needed to take accountability and, and apologize. They, they they were the source of the issue Saturday. Yeah, which I thoroughly believe. I mean, yeah. they just didn't you know didn't play well. Penalties and holdings and and letting scheme and SMU's got a good defensive front. Yeah, they're not Big Twelve Texas defensive front. Yeah, I mean they they I feel like. You know, as a casual fan, you look at the rushing or the, you know, the um, running backs and just kind of go, man, they're only getting like two yards or four yards to carry. Like they just really stink or they don't have any vision or they don't have patience to open. But I think our own line was not giving them hardly anything. They were getting stuffed at the line. And that's why we kept running into like, you know, gaining maybe five yards on a first down and second and five and then third and two. You know, it was like just tiny little. Which yeah. just I mean, we do have running back issues, is but that's not tricky. Like, yet. I know that, a, you know, um, third and two is much better than a third and long, like seven, eight, nine, but it still yeah. is just putting us in that position where we're having to fight for yeah. a first down, which doesn't bode well for confidence unless you 
are getting those like handily, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's last, like, last thing I'll say. I think we can move on to this weekend because we could, much like the Kentucky game, we could kind of file yeah. this away of like that was weird, but kind of weird. Yeah, we won. Um, and that game was never really in doubt. I mean, you saw you saw there when they cut it to three. That was a little scary. When they cut it to three, it was no. We turned on the <laughs> offense. The play calling changed completely, which tells me, which tells me that it wasn't. That, that it was just Levy's plan, and maybe Venables too, but it was just the offensive offensive plan game plan to play really vanilla, play a lot of big personnel, a lot of running, a lot of yeah. taking time off the clock, and maybe it was like we respected SMU's offense, and we didn't know what we were going to get out of our defense, that we were saying, hey, we need to take take the air out of the ball and just convert and and keep moving the ball. I don't know, but yeah. here's the last thing I'll say. I think I have one more thing too. Okay, after you. Uh, <laughs> I, I think. When you are looking at where this team can go, it has the pieces to be a good offense. Yes. Not a great offense. It has the pieces to be a good offense. And I think for OU to figure out what what their ceiling actually is, it's probably not a playoff. Look, Looking two games into this team, it's not a playoff. But it is a New Year's Six game. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a bowl game at the end of the year that will be um, in a very important game you know um sure you know sugar bowl or or whatever like orange bowl, orange bowl or you bowl. know that that is not a playoff game but is an important game for the future of this program would be a great bounce back after six and seven and that's where i think we can get but what i saw on saturday and what i saw from texas saturday there's a big discrepancy yeah um, I do want to highlight, I know you said at the beginning defense played well, but Danny Setzman, 17 tackles, one sack, one fumble recovery, and then he got his car towed that <laughs> night which, because I guess his parents always come and pick it up, and they got in late, and they did it, and he's like, did y'all get my car? No? Yeah. Oh, okay, it's gone. Congrats, Danny. Um, what a game. Yeah, so that that's what you get. That's your gift. And then I just do want to highlight Peyton Bowen. I mean, true freshman, had an incredible game. I think he was the player of the game. And I want to just tie both of these games with a little bow with a football analytic. So teams that block a punt have a 95% chance of winning the game. OU blocked a punt early against SMU, but Kentucky – got a punt blocked on them by EKU, and they came out and won it. So Kentucky beat the odds. Beat They're the, the odds. 5%. <laughs> so I just oh, thought that was so funny. Man. I was like, That's what are the odds stat. that both teams dealt with that this game? So anyways, moving <laughs> on. Kentucky's block punt. The dude just whiffed. He looked right <laughs> oh. at that defender running at him and just said, nope. Okay, yep. Oh, well, well. the – Close that door. Let's let's look forward to uh, this weekend. Week number three. Week number three, and this is where champions are made. Don't mind Kylie. She's uh, <laughs> currently. Uh, I her... said I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm gonna reply to Danny Stutzman's Instagram really fast. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start these previews uh, to give her time. But I'm it's gonna just sitting there now. <laughs> Uh, just lock my phone. <laughs> uh, no, you can reply. Um, it's fine. He just posted a really funny video. He like I guess got um, like cornrows, <laughs> dread little braids in his hair. I don't know. I would be in he's, college again. Yeah, he's an interesting person, but hey. good good football player. A lot of hits to the head, I guess. Um. Yeah. Probably <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Let's uh. Let's which which team would you like to start with? Let's do OU. Okay. OU. Playing at Tulsa. At Tulsa. First road game. First road game of the year. Woo-hoo. If just, you can call it that. 
two hours down the highway. It's uh, it will be a lot of crimson in that in that stadium. I hope so. We are a twenty-eight and a half point favorite as of a couple minutes ago. Yeah, I think it's right. As of today. <laughs> yep. Um, Tulsa's one and one. Yes. Coming off a loss to Washington. Which I think they're are they number eight? Washington in the is a top ten team. Yeah, anymore. top ten. So that I mean that's a difficult opponent. Yep. In Washington, do they have Michael Penix Jr.? Michael is that, Penix Jr. Yeah. Yep. So Heisman um hopeful there too. But I just feel better about this game, just gut wise. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just feel great. <laughs> well, yeah, they're not good. <laughs> I know, but but SMU just gave me a little bit more like eh, well, trepidation. SM, yeah, SMU's good. Tulsa's, Tulsa's not. Not as much. Um, also, they're probably going to be playing their third string quarterback because their first and second both have pretty major injuries. But it's still they're not ruled completely out. So they one's to a hand and one's to an ankle. I think I'm not positive, but anyway, so they're already really down on probably the arguably most important piece of you know the offense or just a very prominent um helps to move the ball yeah when you have a quarterback yeah so and being in a third string it just doesn't bode well i would say for your offense for all the players in that scheme i I think that's right i'm just i'm just i'm giggling because uh that poor kid who just had to play washington last week who's now gonna have to look at ou defensive line and get chased as well so kind of scary to think about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't know if we'll get a lot of good drop-back pass from from this kid. Maybe kind of similar to what they did in the Arkansas State game, which a lot of, like, moving the pocket or quick, quick dump-offs. Right. So I don't know if this is going to be the game where we're going to have to really evaluate our pass pass defense uh, on the line, getting, getting to the quarterback. Um, but what I'm looking for is coverage, man. Can we cover? And drop, dropping six, dropping seven, dropping eight. Can we cover? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, let's flip flop, flip to the offensive side of things, just for OU. So, you, so you're defense. not even worried about the defense at all. You're like, oh, domination station for this game. E, uh, yeah, yeah, I really okay. think so. All right, I think so. I hope so. I hope so. I think so. Um, offense. I just feel like there's a lot more things I'm hoping for to to get out of the offense. And um, after listening, I, I love to listen to the Oklahoma breakdown. And shout out, I saw Gabe Eichard at um, a restaurant picking up food to go. And it was like in small moments of passing. And I was with some girls who were like, you need to say something. And I didn't, obviously. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, that's, um, that's what kind of people we are on this just, podcast. Yeah. We pub and promo other people's podcast on our podcast. I know. Um, but anyways, I just, I thought Teddy Lehman did a really good job of explaining their defensive schemes and just stating some of the, um, maybe holes that they have or the challenges, big ones, big ones. And a lot of things, it looked like right in the middle of the field, they just have like a gaping, like disconnect with their defense. They also safeties. have a hard time with like recovering yeah, and then safeties like, are not fast. 
yeah. So I think I think we can really gash. We can do some gashing. We can well, hopefully get our offense to look more well oiled and less like a WD forty situation. You know, Washington really put this team um, in some some tough spots. Throwing fifteen to twenty yard outs, uh, either towards the sideline or or over the middle of the field, and asking their safeties to to cover and to catch up. Right. And and I I I just think we're going to do the same, or I hope we're going to do the same. This is a game that we're not going to learn anything by sending Andrew Anthony in streaks, running running down the sideline, and us throwing the ball throwing the ball to him. What we need to work on, what I'm looking for, is a lot of those ten to fifteen to twenty yard middle of the field throws from Dylan Gabriel, something right. he wasn't uh, super great at last year, yeah. um, that, that he can sit, let guys sit down in a pocket in the zone, hit, get them the ball in, in stride uh, or, or right up through numbers. Yes. And, and then we're not throwing that ball high, not throwing that ball low. It's, it's right in the same Accuracy. spot mm-hmm. in the, in the middle of the field um, because there will be teams that want to drop in coverage on us. And this is a good game to work on locational passing. Yeah. That's good. And that's what um, my dad was even talking about this. And he talked about how Dylan Gabriel, at least the last game, it doesn't seem like he's a great quarterbacks can throw to a spot. And he's like, he's not really doing that. No, like, he throws to a guy. He throws to a guy. And so he has trouble because, and it's probably the play calling too by the by Jeff Lebby, but he can't quite see like quickly when somebody's open Unless, like you were saying, it was just a burner route and he wanted to throw a shorter pass after the fact. But throwing to a spot, being really confident with yeah. your accuracy well, and location we, of the ball, knowing or trusting that the guy's going to be there, that's what separates. Yeah. Well, we saw that in the Arkansas State game, how many times he uh, he didn't underthrow Andrew Anthony, but he would throw it late. Instead of just throwing that ball on a line, mm-hmm. letting him catch it and run for, for 50 yards, uh, he he wanted to like throw him open. It, it, there, that the term "throw him open" is is yeah. a term that I don't know. Dylan Gabriel has the ability to see and do, and so th- that just comes with the limitations of he's a good college quarterback. I mean, he yeah. is. He he's, really is. He's not a NFL caliber quarterback, right. and that's a difference between a could be like a scout team. Guy a, well, I mean, I well, know. I mean, he he's too small to play in the NFL. Yeah, and that's just reality. Yeah, but that's a difference in a Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, who are all. Would be starting if, yeah. if Kyler wasn't hurt, um, as in Dylan Gabriel, you know. Yeah, Sp- yeah. I mean, you remember Spencer Rattler had this issue, you yeah. Know? And so That's throwing true. guys open. Okay, so what do you think is your score prediction? I think big Jackson Arnold times. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fifty six ten. Mine was 59-10. Oh. I have it typed out, so I'm not taking your – I know, that's really close. I, can't, I cannot see your computer right now. Um, I'm looking over here. Oh, no. That, just, well, I'm just saying, like, I know you didn't copy me, but in case people think that I'm copying you, uh, I already had it oh, typed gotcha. out. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 56-10 is what I'm going to go with. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go – this is going to be a big – this Who's is, like your player of the I game? Know. Is this that is, what you're trying yeah, to Yeah, this is so hopeful. I don't know if this is true, but this is a big Jane Gibson game. Oh, I would really like that. Yeah, you also too, need dude. that for your touchdown. I know. My 13 counter. touchdown predictions. I got one. One of, <laughs> one of one 13. One of 13 so far. I want it to be a big Tawi game. I love Tawi. I love him. The and running back? Yes, the running back. Tawi Walker, number 29. Nine. 
Um, he's got a young son who is just precious. And when we went out to the Walk of Champions, he was like holding his son. And it was just the cutest thing ever. And I think he's just he's just trying to he's trying to make it so that walk on Tommy Walker. Yeah, I think he's still a walk on um, from a JUCO, the same JUCO that Ramondre Ramondre Stevenson went to. They know each other and they're buddies, and that's what who kind of influenced him to come to OU. So, anyways, I'm just hopeful for him. I think he's a great guy. And the other day I yelled uh, at the game, I yelled for him. I was like, go, Tommy! And he looked at me and nodded. I was like, yeah. <laughs> There's no better feeling than when the player know, acknowledges you. It's so fun. Um, so good. But anyways, okay, so we're really close in our predictions. I'm hoping those come true. Let's move on to Kentucky versus Akron. Um, Is this a road game or a home game? No, it's a home game. So, okay. We play, we play yeah, the, like I've said many times, we play the easiest four-game opener of any college, uh, any FBA, FBS team, starting with uh, Ball State, who's like 128th of 133. Yeah. And Akron then, is somehow worse than that. And then They're AKU. like 130th, and then AKU is an FCS team. Yeah. And then we play Vandy next week. Wow. So so it's like a pretty good little opener stretch to work out these kinks. Um, yeah. For me, I'm, I'm probably in the same boat as you feeling this like desire to see Kentucky's offense begin to click yes yes I need some Devin Leary dominance but I don't care about quarter three and quarter four I care about first two drives yeah under Liam Cohen in 2021 we were excellent at opening Uh opening scores excellent we uh, 10 of 12 games we scored at the first possession yeah we have not done that yet yeah. In two games. Can't score in the first possession. Yeah, and you've proved to really be a second-half team, but and you don't want to put all your eggs in that basket. Well, no, I mean... That's just not... No. Yeah. Like, right now, we couldn't we couldn't beat uh, we couldn't beat South Carolina, let alone, uh, let alone the any big of the dogs. big boys. Yeah. If we want to go start to hang with, with Georgia, um, who I don't think is that vulnerable, but, like, could could be, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you can... If you get a good defense... I think Tennessee is beatable. They have a quarterback issue. I, I know South Carolina's beatable. I know Florida's beatable. I know Vandy's beatable. I know Mississippi State's beatable. I, you know, I, I I know the schedule could be good. Yeah. With you could be a ten uh, two loss team mm-hmm. at the end of this, but you got to fix first half offense. That's what I'm looking for. Yes. Um, the emergence of Devin Leary getting the ball. Uh, he missed high all day Saturday, and I just he needs to get that under control. He's rushing too much. Um, he's a good pocket guy. Like, he likes to stay in the pocket, which is helpful. Right. Um, you know, but got to get rid of the ball. Don't have to hold on to it. Uh, and then for the defense side, man, I'm really looking for um, – I'm really looking for us figuring out a way to cover in space. Um, we're doing a lot of these – similar to OU, we're doing a lot of these, like, turn off, turn off cut routes. So mm-hmm. what a rod receiver will do is run a 10-yard – straight ahead, and then cut really hard back to the quarterback, and the ball will be there, right? It's a curl wrap, as they say. Well, what we're doing as as a defense, and maybe OU's doing this too, I can't quite remember, but what we're doing as a defense is just kind of curling those off instead of running with the wide receiver and then cutting back as hard as he is when he cuts. We're, we're actually just like kind of doing a little U as opposed to like a real hard cut, okay. right? Like a V. Yeah. And so, um, and so we're letting a guy get a five-yard cushion – and catch the ball. So I'm, I'm looking for us to play dominant defense um, because this team is not good enough to beat us. I mean, they're just not. And if yeah. we have another lackluster game, there's going to be a lot of questions in Lexington. Yeah. 
Um, hey, something that I just thought was crazy that came up. It says, most points per offensive play in college football. Number one, USC. Number two, Kentucky. What? <laughs> is How that is that so right? surprising? Is it just because you don't have any plays well, offensively? N- n- and so the plays that you do have? Um, well, I think it's twofold. Number one, it's because we have run s- the slowest offense in yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and, and the fewest plays. Uh-huh. Um, and when we actually hit... We're hitting on forty-yard passes, but the problem is, is there's three de- three plays in between that we don't hit at all. Yeah, so it's like USC, Kentucky, Florida State, Washington, Miami, Georgia, Notre Dame, Georgia Southern, Oregon State, and then OU at number ten. Which I just thought wild, what? Uh, wild is number uh, two. Isn't that crazy? So that's point eight four six points. Uh, a play. A play. An offensive play. or point eight four six yards a play. No, it's no like points, points per offensive, per offensive play. play. I don't know how they're calculated. Yeah, that, I don't know. Anyways, uh, just an analytic that I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, also, I just wanted to mention Akron and their previous two games. Both of their games ended up being twenty-four to twenty-one. Wild. They won. They won one and they lost one. Who they? Who who they beat? Do you know? Um, they just squeaked out their week two opponent, but I can't remember who it was. I can look it up really fast. Yeah, I, I mean. So I just think it's crazy that they they scored in that same range for two games straight. But they were uh, they were supposed to win by like thirty the last game, and they won by three points. So yeah, th- this is one of those games, and I apologize for not giving any respect to Akron and talking about them exactly. But I mean, this is a game we're supposed to win. Twenty five and a half point favorite. Yeah. Um, I, to me, this is about us executing. This is why we pay them one point five million to play us, right? Like, th- this is. This is that, you know, that kind of game. Now you lose to Temple uh, 24-21, and you beat Morgan State 24-21. Yeah. Uh, so Akron um, is not good. Not good. Not, not good. good. But interesting, uh, interesting little stat and, there. And this last thing I'll say about, about this game before I give my score prediction and play right. the game, I, I, want, I want to see the young guys get on the field. We have had two close games. That a team hung around. EKU obviously hung around until the very end. Ball State hung around until we had a defensive score and a kick return. And so guys aren't getting offensive reps, um, particularly young right. guys. And Not we need to get them on enough. the field. Yeah. I want to dominate this team from the first quarter on. I want it to be, you know, 17 nothing at the end of the first yeah, quarter. Totally. Nothing or to three. You know, or, you know and, as and low as possible. Getting, getting these guys on the field is going to be imperative for us moving forward to continue to stay up. Because next year, everything changes. Right, yeah. For, for the SEC. Yes, and not even next year, but this is the last game before you get into SEC play as Kentucky. Right. So get we right. want to get right. But okay, what's your score get prediction? Right. I'm gonna go. I have zero faith in them to actually cover. Um, I'm gonna go 36-17. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you want to hear what mine is? What? 37-14. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're, they cover. Like on on a wavelength, uh, but I don't know if that means that we're gonna get these really right. You're really wrong. Yeah, I hope I, I hope, hope really right really, for both uh, of us. I hope really wrong. I have one. Of, I want to score fifty. But okay, so player of the game for your Kentucky Wildcats. Who do you think it is? I want to say Barry and Brown. 
That's fine. That's my player of the game. Wide receiver. I'm going to go defensive line. I'm going to go Oxendine. I was thinking about him too. Yeah. He's got to play better. He's just got to play better. Yeah. He gets in the backfield and can't tackle a soul. I need him to play better. Yes. So I'm going to go Andre Oxendine. Yep. If you're hearing this, Oxendine. That's right. People in Oklahoma want you to play better. That's right. I want you to play better. Uh, So. And all of our ideas. Good idea. All right. Good idea at the time. All right, so let's uh, briefly talk about a game that we're looking forward to, not yes. ours. Uh, I I think this week three slate is pretty blah. Um, pretty blah. Couple <laughs> couple games that are interesting to me. Yes. Texas Texas at uh, Wyoming at Texas. Uh-huh. I don't think Wyoming's going to win, but I want to see how they play. I want to see how they play. And Texas is just this is part of their I feel like DNA. Like they beat a really great team and they go back and lose yep. to a really so not I, so I don't great. think they lose to Wyoming, but I want to see how they play. Uh, but the game that I'm really interested in, Tennessee and Florida. Ooh, Tennessee and SEC. Florida, week three. Uh, I don't think Tennessee is that good. And I also don't think well, Florida is as bad as they've looked. You have been quoted to say that Josh Heupel is a flash in the pan. Is he not proving it? I don't know. They can't score. Kylie, they can't score. Like, I guess I know they've played two, two inferior opponents, but they, they have a quarterback issue. Joe Milton can throw the ball six miles, but he can't throw it to his receivers. Yeah. They, yeah. they are missing playmaking wide receivers that they mm. had last year. Yes. Thus the definition of... Flash in the pan. Flash in the pan. <laughs> right? You had a sixth-year so, quarterback in Hinton Hooker. I don't want to hear yes. that Josh Heupel made them, made Hinton Hooker. No, Hinton Hooker played football for six years. And if you right. give him excellent NFL wide receivers with a good offensive line... He's got a and, good and you, the ball, time. And the ball starts to fall your way, which it did... You have a good defense, like that. You're going to be a good team. I'm not sitting here saying Tennessee's not a good team. I'm saying they're not a great team. They're okay. not going to challenge Georgia well, for, so the, then for the do SEC you think West. Florida is going to take it. So this game's funky. It's kind of that makes it's it funky. interesting. Don't be surprised if the Florida Gators. What the Swamp Kings? <laughs> if the Florida Gators pull this upset off. Interesting. Is it at Florida at Tennessee? It is. Uh, it is at Florida. At Florida, okay. Let me okay. let me double check. I'm, I'm double gonna, I want to look before fact checkers. I should I should us. have written this down. But I, I I yeah at Florida, um, Tennessee's a five and a half point favorite. Oh well, then that that makes it seem like if it's at Florida and they're only a five and a half point favorite, there's a lot of wiggle room there to make something happen. I just have zero faith in my boy Graham Mertz. <laughs> but, but but I think Florida is just that kind of scratchy enough team that need that scratchy enough. Scratchy. I'm saying that but word scratchy, intentionally, not scrappy, because I don't think they're tough. Scrappy okay. implies tough. Okay. Scratchy in the sense that they just like I don't know. They don't make big body blows, but they scratch you enough, and that can hurt after a while. Oh, okay. So right. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, what, what I'm mean. saying is, is <laughs> if you can keep this game close heading in. To the third, to midway through the third quarter, like pesky. They're pesky. Yes, okay. I I think Florida is could be in a position to give Tennessee hmm. fits, and Tennessee's puckers up. Oh, okay. Well, that's my game of the week. Heard it here first. <laughs> I, I'm gonna pick Florida to win the game. Okay. Oh, just because I want to see it. I want to pick Tennessee just to go against you. Well, and because I do love Josh Heupel, and I do get. I've mentioned this before, but the Tennessee algorithm is strong on my phone. 
for whatever reason. I always get their bar stool stuff or their, I don't know, whatever Tennessee sports teams reels. I hate Tennessee. I know. I, I know. hate them. I know. I hate them so much. When we had that podcast earlier, your mom texted you and she's like, when did this Tennessee hate start? <laughs> my, my whole life, mama. My oh, so whole cute. life. <laughs> Uh, so Tennessee, Florida, uh, my game of the week. And then, uh, so I'm going to take Florida. You're going to take Tennessee. Yeah. Do you want to put a little wager on it? Yes, but what for? Uh, what, what, if Tennessee wins, what do you want? I want to, how about we get to pick, like, if we go on a little dinner date or something, I get to pick where we go versus you get to pick where we go. Ooh, I like that. So you'd have a very different answer than me. Fat Shack. I know. It's so gross. <laughs> Everyone look up Fat Shack yep. in Norman, Oklahoma. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah. Uh, may, may, <laughs> my favorite place in the entire universe. Uh, no, we've been there one time. And uh, it was I excellent. Was, it was after I had an appointment and I was kind of in the area but still like 20 minutes away. And so I drove up there on a Friday afternoon and got you that brought it back in uh-uh. food coma baby yeah it was not food that good coma. it's like they stuff everything onto a sandwich like a sub sandwich they put like mozzarella sticks and macaroni and then French buffalo fries. like sauce and it's like yeah just <sighs> i wish it, you could see my it's face like a right 3 a.m meal yeah. after a night of party yeah <laughs> uh, glorious okay oh so that's gosh. our bet we're gonna shake on it right now three two one shake, shake. all right uh <laughs> Another game that's interesting, and I don't think it'll it'll be close, but do yeah. not be surprised if Colorado State goes into Boulder and beats Dion in Colorado. I just want – I know I, somebody tweeted this, and they were like, the amount – I like I'm here for all of the Dion hype and Coach Prime, but I also want them to get their mm-hmm. – Well, and it goes away as soon as they lose. Whooped. I mean, yeah. it goes away as like, soon as they lose. Holding both those things – Yep. in my hands like yep. I love him and he's awesome but also just gotta I, I'm, I'm for it because it means that it means that somewhere. nobody's talking about Lincoln Riley's USC I know but they're three hang, and hang tight because we got some things on question time that question time alright so game of the week Tennessee at Florida I'm taking Florida Kyle's taking Tennessee yep stay tuned for our thoughts on question time I don't know what th- I don't know what thoughts on the question time is. Uh, we're gonna do question time right after the break. Kick it. Okay, loyal listeners. So you've made it here to question time and just kind of burning questions or <laughs> burning. I don't even know. Lots of heated emotion about a certain topic. <laughs> Does that uh, make sense? I don't even know. Kylie's um, about to cook. Here we go. Oh gosh. Kylie's cooking. Someone cooked here. <laughs> You know those videos. Yes. They don't make sense to me. I get it, but... It- oh, my gosh. Okay, anyways. Let's talk about it. Get it out in the open. I think everybody probably knows where I'm going with this. Lincoln Riley. Mm. Get your name out of... <laughs> get get I- our name <laughs> out of your mouth. <laughs> what? So what did, Link- what did Lincoln do? Well, he has Unprompted. to stay relevant somehow because everybody else is getting all this attention and his poor little life is not magnified enough. So now he goes on this YouTube guy, I don't even know, on some segment, it's aired on YouTube, and talks about how... podcast. Okay, (laughs) podcast. Talks about how he felt threatened and 
there were break-in, multiple break-ins, and somebody tried to call his nine-year-old daughter's phone, and he felt threatened, and they had to get out. And it was after he'd already announced he was leaving, kind of end of early December towards mid-December is when these apparent things were happening. Well, it turns out that Norman Police Department like actually said, hey, there were actually no calls of break-ins, but we did have a service call the 17th and 19th and all they saw was a black Escalade by the house. So it just is like, I understand if he really felt scared and he didn't make it seem like, oh, use this horrible place. He said, you know, there's always gonna be those fans in every fan base, which I agree with. I think we have some interesting fans for sure, but it just is like, why bring that up? What What is the point of that? What is that further for you? How, like, is it just, oh, Lincoln Riley, and then people start thinking, oh, yeah, Caleb Williams. Oh, yeah, Heisman. Oh, yeah. Like, what's the, like, long game besides just seeming like a whiny baby? Yeah, I mean, the question that teed it up was, how was that transition from OU? And Lincoln talked about the fact that when he left, it was hostile. And... It actually was. I mean, don't you think that there would have if if people were breaking into his house, and that people were harassing there his are daughter? There's no reports of that. It, that there would have been reports of that. like there would have been news about like something. The only thing that was ever reported was that weird thing where he had borrowed, um, he had borrowed the, the grills, thing. <laughs> the the grills in the in the uh-huh. barbecue pits, and that company asked for them back, and that became a story. Something that yeah. small. Don't you think if somebody was breaking into his house, giving him a hard time, harassing them, sending death threats, I am sure he got heated tweets. Uh, yeah, I'm probably... I am sure I mean, that he got direct pretty, messages. Pretty ugly, yeah. I am sure that he... But he knew what he was doing. That like yes. it wasn't like... And I'm not saying it's justified people being mean, and, but I'm saying nobody broke into your house, bro. Well, and he's still trying Chill to, like, out. change the narrative. Like, I don't think he did it right the first time. And it's not like he's trying to – he's trying to go back and, like, then change people's perspectives. Well, actually, I was such the victim. Like, mm-hmm. this is how – and I just feel like, bro, like, be straight up. Like, you didn't even want to do it by the book and respectfully the first time. and But you said you did. You said I did all these things I wanted to do right by Oklahoma. But then behind the – Scenes like Alex Grinch is texting Ethan Downs saying, hey, do you want to come to USC? Or texting his parents. And so it's like, what? No. Like, I guess you didn't try to pull more people, but hey, your I, let me uh, just, let me just say, coordinator certainly did. I love Ethan Downs. Thankful for him. Weatherford, Oklahoma. Uh, Ethan Downs in that he's not a NFL caliber defensive end. And if Alex Grinch was trying to get Ethan Downs to go <laughs> to USC, I'm sure he tried to get everybody that was off that the was team. the recruit that he wanted. Well, that's, that's probably a really out. good a really good indictment of, of Alex, Alex Grinch. Grinch's <laughs> ability to coach defense. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but anyways, that I, was my, my heated moment. Just a frustration. T bow being T bow, you know. T bow being T bow. Sorry, microphone difficulty. If you heard that, apologize. <laughs> okay, Dylan, what was your actual question? Okay, I have a question. Another trivia question for you. Oh, uh, let me let me pull it up here. Let's be ready for uh, this dead air. There are like, there are five. My brain doesn't work fast anymore. There are five. <laughs> Did it ever? Power fives. So this is ACC, SEC, uh, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve. 
five power schools with a color in their nickname. Ooh. A color in their nickname. Wisconsin. Go Big Red. Uh, so that's not their nickname. So the Badgers is their nickname. Oh, like their mascot. Yeah, okay. so their mascot has has a okay, color so like, in okay. their... Duke, Blue Devils. That is, that is one, absolutely. So we are playing a Golden Shh. Hurricanes. That's not a Power 5 school. Tulsa Golden Hurricanes would be an example. But the... Um, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Golden Gophers is one. Yes. Okay. The <laughs> the Green Machine. That's not Power Five. Um. So there, there are eight. My fault. Eight. Oh, not we only five. have two. Okay, yeah. give me another. So you have a couple there, in the AC. Are so there another any in SEC. The, uh, no SEC. Okay, yeah, I didn't think so. Big Twelve. Is there any? Big Twelve. The, there is one. Yes. The. Oh. Oh, the Red Raiders. Texas Tech Red Raiders. Good job. You got Minnesota Golden Gophers, Texas Tech Red Raiders, Duke Blue Devils. Um, There's a couple more ACC. There's a – oh, there is an SEC. I forgot. This one's a tough one. Oh, 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 my brain. You got it. Hurricanes, no. No. So – Oh, uh, no. Sorry, my brain was like Florida State Seminoles. No. One of these um, also. Gamecocks, uh, no. The, um, oh, Syracuse? Syracuse Orange, yes. Orange men. I knew that. No, or, just orange. Just orange. Just orange. Oh, Syracuse okay. Orange. Syracuse Texas Tech orange. Red Raiders. Blue, Duke Blue Devils. You have the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I have four of eight. So four I would, of eight. I would be getting a 50% right now. Yeah, that's okay. Um. Oh, gosh. A couple more ACC. I don't know. ACC. Or is so I'm sorry. Hard for one more ACC, to... a Big Ten, a Pac-12, a and Big an SEC. Ten. Is it Iowa? The Hawkeyes. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um. Cyclones. Iowa State Cyclones. No. Um. This is in. This is. Uh. I give you a hint. This school is the one that everybody talks about when they're talking about. Uh, um, the California schools playing at this place in, in November. Oh, no, I don't know. Off the top of my head. Oh, gosh. Oh, Sanford? No. 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 That's the Cardinal. Yeah, that's But not. it's the, the uh, tree, not the color. Yeah. No. What? It, what what's that So one? Scarlet Golden, uh, uh, Scarlet Knights. Uh, oh, what is it? Let me get the right. I don't know that uh, one. Scarlet, the Scarlet Knights. Is what? That's the what? Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Rutgers. I always that's forget Rutgers. Okay. okay. Big um, SEC school. A, a what? Big, oh, Crimson Tide. The Alabama Crimson Alabama. Tide. Okay, and the last one. Uh, There's two more. I've got six. Well, I've got oh, yeah. five. So ACC My school. first four I got without hints. So ACC we'll school that. in Atlanta. I don't know. Don't tell me that. I don't know. ACC in Atlanta. Yeah. The what? Georgia Southern? It has Georgia in the name. Georgia but, State? No. Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech what? <laughs> Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Okay, last one. <laughs> last one, our son's favorite animal. This is the mascot. The bears. Uh-huh. Black Pac- bears, brown Pl- bears, the red bears, the green bears, the blue bears. The Baylor bears. No. <laughs> uh, Pac-12 school. I don't know. What, Wash, uh, what, uh, Washington? No. Nope. It's a very big school in the Pac-12. It's a, or it's a very big state in the Pac-12. Oh, gosh. I don't know. California. <laughs> Cal Bears. Calif- 
Yes, Cal, Cal Golden Bears. Golden Bears. Golden Bears. Oh, yeah, did you know they were that. Golden Bears? No. Okay, <laughs> Syracuse Orange, Texas Tech Red Raiders, Duke Blue Devils, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, Cal Golden Bears, Minnesota Go- Golden Gophers, uh, which I was surprised you got that one. That was a good one. Alabama Crimson Tide, and then, and then the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Oh, wow. That how many fun. How many, How many? many did you get? Let us know. Uh, that is a a fun little trivia. Yeah. I, I'm really enjoying that, that account because it I does know. make me think. Because before he, he started – Spout, so you're getting I try these to from run. an account on Instagram or Twitter or so, yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's a fun, it's fun Twitter. Uh, I'm excited for our games. Here's yes. what I'm excited by: we get to just sit at our house and watch the games this weekend. Yeah, at our house, our snacks. Uh-huh. It's gonna be fun. Uh, OU kicks off at two two thirty. Yes. Kentucky plays at six. Nice on SEC Network. Uh, so you can tune in and watch our teams dominate. Uh, I'm expecting big things this weekend. Here's what I do know. All of our opinions, all of our thoughts. Are a good idea. At, at the, the time. time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll and see you next time. Go sooner. Boomer sooner, go cats on three. One, two, three. Boomer sooner, go cats. I don't hate you, but I hate to. Critique overrate you. These beats of a duck cart use baselines to replace you. Take time and erase you. Love don't hear no more. No, I don't fear no more. But yet respect in crisis.